Well, hello there. Come on in. Welcome to Learning, Loving, Living Leash, the podcast. This is season one, episode two. Learning, Loving, Living Leash is dedicated to women of all ages, backgrounds, and belief systems. Each Monday, I will be sharing a little bit about what's going on in my extremely normal life, if there is such a thing, where in the world I am literally, as well as a brief devotional. A devotional is like a story time for adults with a biblical message and tips for practical living. This podcast presents me in my most authentic form, straight, no chaser. I'll be sharing with you how I navigate being a spiritual being in a physical body, attempting to live a balanced life on earth. Now this balance is according to God's principles and biblical truths. You can expect authenticity, and for me, that means lots of imagination, unconventional angles, and creativity. I am melanated and educated, but I won't be code switching. I've got a full bottle of Texas Pete on deck, so expect the sauciness and some good old-fashioned foolishness. I am your host, Alicia, but anyone that has ever loved me has always called me Leash, hence the name of this podcast and its phonetic spelling, L-E-E-S-H. Feel free to visit me day or night online at www.imjustleash.com or on Instagram at I'm Just Leash. Today is Monday, January 31st, 2022. Okay, ladies, let's get in formation. Buckle your seatbelts, let your hair down, run a nice bowl bath, or do like I do when I want to drown out the world while I'm in public. Throw on those beats or pop in those AirPods, and let's have some much-needed girl time. Here we go again. Here we grow again. The doors of the podcast have officially flung open. If, 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 if this is your very first time with us, welcome aboard. Bienvenida. If you're returning, welcome back. I hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, that you're experiencing God's presence in your space in the fullness of his joy. Now, girl, let me tell you, I am as happy as a pig in slop right now. I've got some flavored water and a handful of gummy worms on deck, so I am good to go. It's actually really cold outside today, but it's nice and toasty in here. It's been snowing all month. Not the kind of snow that Boston is forecasted to receive right now, but it's been really cold and we've gotten some snow nonetheless. I'm from the Northeast, so I love snow and sledding and snow tubing and ice skating, but all of that is meant to be done outdoors. When I come inside, I want to be warm, like thick thighs warm. Hit me up. Do you get a lot of snow in your neck of the woods? My husband, Stephen, is from the South, and he absolutely hates snow, but I love snow. So yeah, we're kicking off season one, episode two this morning. This podcast is brand spanking new, just like the first day of school. In my mind, I'm wearing my picture day smile and good clothes, but in reality, I just got out of the shower, my hair is thrown up in a messy bun, and I'm wearing a pair of sweats and a pullover that it is past time to get rid of. You have those too, don't front, no shade. 
like they're really nice and broken in so i hate to get rid of them i lost some weight so i've been purging and donating tons of clothes over the last three or four weeks but these never make the pitch pile and in all fairness to me there's really nothing wrong with the bottoms but the top has seen better days and I would never consider donating it to anyone. I would just go ahead and throw it away. But it's like, every time I reach for it to throw it away, I start hallucinating, like in my mind, like Michael Jackson is singing, never can say goodbye or something like every time. I'm just like, I just cannot get rid of it. And every time I hear that song too, I think of the movie Crooklyn. Have you ever seen Crooklyn? It's an old um, Spike Lee joint. Remember in that scene where Alfre Woodard's character passes away and her daughter Troy refuses to attend the funeral. Remember that? That's exactly how I feel when I go to throw this thing away. It's just too emotional. It causes too much stress and I just cannot do it right now. But if you don't learn anything else about Leash the Person this season, know that teaching is not the greatest gift that God has deposited within me. If you haven't listened to episode one yet, go back and press play. It is my faith first, then my imagination. I have a very vivid, very colorful, very uh, lively imagination. So yeah, my faith, then my imagination, followed by the gift of teaching in that order. If you're enjoying your time today, go ahead and click follow to be automatically notified of new episodes. It is now time for my affirmation of the week. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's pulled from the King James Version. I am very, very, very careful about my thoughts and my confession. I am also very uh, intentional about the words that other people speak over my life. Now, I cannot control what other people say about me. I cannot control what other people say to me, but I can control what I choose to receive and allow to take root in my spirit. And I am notorious for correcting untruths. If that's not what God says about me, then that is not true. So word to the wise, watch your mouth. As I said earlier, God has gifted me with a larger than life imagination. I am like Joseph. I dream. Not only do I dream in full color, I see what God has spoken over me and I am able to execute his plan and bring things to life. And because that is where my gift is cradled, I have to protect it both offensively and defensively. So what does that mean? I have to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the, the knowledge of God. And I have to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Um, I also deposit his truths in my spirit so much so that they flow out of my mouth, both consciously and unconsciously. That means I am feeding myself the word of God. I am actively reading my Bible and applying it. I'm not always as successful as I'd like to be. And some days my humanity gets the best of me and I might give you the business if I choose not to activate all of those wonderful things that I have read and that I know to be true. And the fact of the matter is I can't speak for every Christian, but I can speak for this Christian. There are some days where I am going to miss the mark more than I make the mark but I continue to press toward that mark. And I'm not perfect, I am perfecting. So my affirmation of the week is, I'm alive because there's more. I'm alive 
because there's more. And as we get into this week's devotional, that affirmation will make much more sense. So where in the world am I, literally? And what have I been up to? Actually, I'm at home today. I'm at home. Um, Last weekend, the cast of Crazy, that's what I call my family, the cast of Crazy went to an NBA game. My mom gifted us all experiences this past Christmas. Um, So we, as a family, received tickets to an NBA game. We went to see the Boston Celtics play the Washington Wizards. The Celtics are my NBA team. The Wizards uh, is one of my brother's teams. And so uh, she decided that that would be a great game for us to attend. And we had amazing seats. Um, We had a wonderful time. And I am so, so glad that we went. We had lunch at the Hard Rock because it was in proximity to the arena. And when I tell you I enjoyed myself, like I was dancing in the middle of the street and carrying on because I love to dance. There was like a lot of live music outside as people were walking up to the door and the entertainment was really, really good. So everybody was walking ahead of me. I did not care because I was in my own world. And you already know I can carry on a party all by myself um, inside my head and with my body. (laughs) So that is what I have been up to now. Husband's birthday is coming up this Friday. He is going to be the big 4-0. And baby, let me tell you, the way we are carrying on about this milestone birthday is just out of this world. We will be traveling. We're going somewhere. I'm not going to tell you where just yet because I am going to be podcasting from that location. And I want to share that with you in that moment. So we are going on vacation. We are currently packing our things and getting ready um, to, to be gone for a period of time. And the neat part about it is that we have some family that will be flying out to help us celebrate. So... I can't wait to tell you what all we are going to be doing. February is a very special month. Not only is it Stephen's birthday month, but it is the month that we met each other. We met each other on February 15th. And so generally speaking, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day because it's so close to the day that we met. So we call it Valenversary. We make up all kinds of things. Actually, I make up all kinds of things and I just tell them, this is what it's called. And so being the typical guy, he just shrugs it off and keeps on going and he plays along. But we do make a big deal out of little things because life is so short and we want to be able to create as many memories as we can. And right now we are going through our fertility journey. Um, We're taking a break right now and we don't have any children. And so this is our opportunity not to uh, whine and cry and keep asking God why things are happening. Instead, we're taking this opportunity to pour into each other, um, to strengthen our love and our relationship, and um, just to enjoy the us time that we have. Oh, that's a great place to pause. Stay tuned. I'll be back after these messages.
Hey you, have you heard? Leash has just published a new journal. It's called Journaling Through the Bible for Women, a Bible study companion guide. Journaling Through the Bible for Women is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, I'm Just Leash, and everywhere that books are sold. Journaling Through the Bible is a flexible resource. It pairs well with this podcast, all of Leash's devotionals, and any other biblical journey that you may embark upon. Journaling Through the Bible helps readers to summarize the Bible, memorize the Bible, visualize the Bible, apply the Bible, and pray according to the Bible. It's your go-to resource for individual studies, partner studies, and group studies. Don't be fooled. Journaling through the Bible requires you to do the work. You won't be doing a lot of reading, but you will be doing a lot of writing. Journaling through the Bible for women, a Bible study companion guide. What are you waiting for? Pick up your copy today. Don't walk, run. Are you in need of safe, reliable, and loving childcare in the greater Atlanta area? Well, look no further. Balkan Prep Academy is your one-stop shop for all of your early childhood education needs. Balkan Prep Academy's traditional day program serves three to five-year-old scholars Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you're looking for something extra, they offer Math Mondays and Wacky Writing Wednesday aftercare from 2.45 until 3.45 p.m. Check out their website at www.falconprepacademy.com on Facebook or call them at 678-548-8693. That's www.falconprepacademy.com. Falcon Prep Academy, where every child is loved and your family matters. All right, thanks for hanging in there with me through the break. Let's get back to it. But before I do that, so we were on break just now. I ran downstairs because I smelled something cooking and my amazing husband had made brunch. We had like hash browns and sausage and he made homemade sweet potato biscuits and all of that yumminess. And then I looked on our dry erase board on the refrigerator and he had this whole to-do list of things that he wanted to get done before we go on our next vacation. And I was like, wow, he's really on it. And then I took a few steps further and I went into the living room and I realized that he had dusted in there and in the family room and the dining room and all of downstairs. And then y'all, I noticed that things looked a whole lot different than when I went down there just an hour ago. Y'all, I love the man, but he has this rearranging spirit that I am praying about. Pray for me as I pray for him. I went down there and all of my beautiful home decor pieces from Home Goods and At Home and TJ Maxx and Marshalls and wherever I shop have all been rearranged. I mean, down to the plants, y'all. Every so often, he gets in this cleaning and rearranging mood, and he flips everything upside down. Now, I am so grateful for the assistance today because I'm busy 
chatting with you all and making plans and preparation for his birthday that's coming up this week. But y'all, I'm going to go ahead and let that stuff stay like that. But you already know, by week's end, when I come back, all of that is going to be back the way he found it. Courtesy of who? Moi. Did your husband do that? Did your husband just like decide that today, you know what, this piece of art looks much better on that wall. And no, this plant doesn't need sun. So I'm just going to put it in a place that's dark and it's not going to get direct sunlight. Like that is who I live with. Love him. Love him dearly. But like I said, pray for me as I pray for him. All right, all right, all right. Enough pussyfooting around. It is time for the main event. It is time for me to share my devotional with you for this week. So gather around, ladies. Gather around, gather around. It's time for story time. And it goes like this. Once upon a time, the Jews, God's chosen people at that time, were living in open sin and disobedience. Does that sound like anyone we know? No, not me. He got tired of them doing them and made good on his word. In a nutshell, a foreign nation came in and waged war against them. Now this foreign nation was called Babylon. If you look on a map of the world today, Babylon will be located in Southern Iraq. So the Jews were defeated by the Babylonians. Their beloved capital city was sieged. All of their valuables, along with uh, ceremonial and precious items in the temple, were pillaged. Many of them were hauled away to a foreign land. And all of this could have been avoided if they would have just obeyed God. All of this could have been avoided if they would have just obeyed God. 100% of this could have been avoided if they had just obeyed God. It is not enough to know what God says. You must do it too. A lot of us, self-included, are very familiar with the things that the Bible says. Sometimes we pick and choose what we're going to obey and what we're going to ignore. We pick and choose, well, maybe that was just for Old Testament times and that doesn't apply to us in the New Testament. We cannot pick and choose. We can't add anything to the Bible. We can't take anything from the Bible. What God says is what God says. So think of it like this. The manufacturer of a product writes the instructions for a game. The game that I'm gonna use in this example is Uno. Mattel prints the rules that they have created for Uno and inserts them into every game box. But over the years, families like mine, I'm not even going to talk about your people, I'll talk about mine. Families like mine have gotten really fancy and really cute with it and we have come up with all of these rules that have never been printed. And then we argue, fuss and fight about who is not following the correct rules when none of us are following the correct rules because Mattel never printed them that way. I digress, moving on. 
Depending on who you're playing with, you may have to only draw one card if you don't have one in your hand that is eligible for immediate play. In another setting with another group of people, you may have to draw cards continuously until you obtain one that is eligible for play. In real life, God makes all of the rules. You can play whatever way you decide, but be prepared to accept the consequences however and whenever they come. So the Jews, understandably so, were absolutely pitiful in Psalm 137, verse 1. They sang, Beside the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept as we thought of Jerusalem. They were homesick, y'all. They were longing for a familiar place and a common and collective identity in God within the borders of what they had been promised, what had been fought for for generations, and that they had enjoyed and let slip away. Sometimes what we experience in life is brought on by, by our own selfishness or disobedience. Sometimes the exile that we experience comes so that the will of God may be perfected in our lives and is no fault of our own at all. Whatever the case may be, know that there's more. In Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, the prophet writes to these same Jews that have been exiled, scattered, and overcome with feelings of hopelessness and helplessness. Verse 1 says, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Let's skip down and read verses 10 through 15. This is what the Lord says, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Whoa. That was a loaded text. It comes with lots of what I call part A's and part B's. Part A's are things that we need to do. Part B is what God promised he would do if we do what we need to do. For example, let's look at verse 12, part A. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, part B, and I will listen to you. Verse 13, part A. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Verse 14, part B, I will be found by you. What is your responsibility? 
this is a contract, right? If you do this, this will happen. When you do this, this will happen. If you pay all of your mortgage payments for the next 30 years on time in full, you will receive the deed to your house. Think of it that way. Right now, you may feel like you've been exiled from your dreams and your purpose. It's the start of a new year and the vision board that you spent a week creating has already blown up in your face and we're not even out of the first month of the year yet. Hashtag mission aborted. You thought that you were going to be in a relationship long-term or forever, and now you're having to start all over again. You're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy. You've contracted COVID. You have no sick leave, and you don't know how you're going to pay your bills next month. Or you've reached a certain age and have this underwhelming feeling of stagnation you thought that you were going to be much further along in life than you really are. Sometimes you secretly ask yourself, did I marry the first person to ask or the person that God really desired for me to be with? Sometimes you and your spouse cannot get along and it feels like you're never on the same page. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. You broke up with your best friend and real life, you are Issa Rae, and you are 100% insecure. You feel disconnected from God and your local congregation since the start of the pandemic, and you can't seem to find your way back. Nothing about your new normal is normal at all. Big Mama died, and like the whole family seems like they're headed for hell. Brothers against brothers and sisters against sisters. You keep pushing your mental wellness to the back of your personal queue. And that FMLA paperwork that you filled out three months ago, it's still under that stack of papers. When will it ever be convenient for you to nourish yourself? Sometimes this is just too much for one person to have to go through alone. And you're right, but this is not the end. God has not allowed the curtain to close. Nope, it's not the end. Just like it wasn't the end for the Jews in captivity. Your exile is coming to an end and God will bring you back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem represents the fullness of the promise that he made to you, your ancestors, and your descendants. He desires to bring you back into a place of obedience, relationship, and all of the wonderful fruit that comes with it. So get up and get moving. Take off your sackcloth and ashes. Take off your morning clothes and those old sweats that we were just talking about. Jump in the shower, oil up and comb your hair. Adjust your posture and edit your expectations based on what God has said about you. Because it's almost time for you to go home where dad is waiting for you with open arms and enough strength to carry all of your dependency. Remember this, as long as you're alive, this is not the end. This is not the end of Stephen's and my story on our journey to growing our family. This is not the end of your story, for it is written, right? It is written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, 
neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. You're alive, I'm alive, and as long as we're alive, there will be more life. None of what we're going through is an accident. God allowed me to experience infertility and loss on purpose. I overcame depression and anxiety on purpose. My full story has so much power and so much purpose that it feels like an overdose some days. It's more than my mind and my spirit can seemingly handle at times. But what he said about me is true, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Note to self, this is my affirmation of the week. I'm alive because there's more. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. And this is not an accident. I'm alive because there's more. Father, thank you for allowing us to come together as one, although we are many. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship with each other and to learn more about your character and your will for our lives through practical, biblical teaching. Father, I intercede for my sisters, both near and far, who may be listening. I declare that the seeds of your word would fall on good ground and that they would not be plucked up. I declare that they would take root in their spirits Now, God, send rain so that these seeds will sprout and grow. I thank you for the right to expectancy according to your word. Father, strengthen us so that we will make good decisions. Help us to keep our end of the contract. We will do A and you will always do B. Your word says that one man plants, another waters, but that you give the increase. Thank you for the plans that you have for us that give us hope and a future. Thank you for not allowing us to die where we are. Because we're alive, we can expect more. 
Remember not the former things. Behold, I am doing a new thing. You will make a way. And this is not an accident. We're alive because there's more. In Jesus' name I pray, it is so. Well, girlfriend, that's our time for this week. I hope you enjoyed your time with me as much as I enjoyed my time with you. I hope to see you again next week. Same day, same place. I love you and I mean it. XOXO, leash.